You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, welcome to Momentum all around Australia. It is uh, Tim and Des with you. How are you tracking this week, Des? You good? I'm doing really good, man. It's, um, it's great to do this ministry and it's great to have great people on the show. And so here we are again. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, MomentumAustralia.org is our website. Love you to check that out when we uh, when we finish the show and uh, you can find out a bit more about what we do and why we exist. But uh, we're so thrilled to have you tuning in. Wherever you may be all around Australia, this show exists to help men succeed in life. And uh, one of the guys we've had on recently is uh, Greg Bondar from Family Voice Australia. He's the State Director for New South Wales and ACT. And he's been married for 40 years. He's got three adult kids. He's a grandparent and has a lot of wisdom that we explored actually in last week's show. We'd love you to check that out at another time. But uh, Greg is back this week for a huge topic. Before we go there, Greg, welcome back to the show and thanks for coming back to Momentum, mate. We really appreciated the chat we had with you last week. Oh, thank you very much, uh, both of you. I really enjoyed our chat. Looking forward to today. Well, today is it's, it's a bit of a meaty one. Uh, today we are exploring the huge issue of pornography and make no mistake this is a huge issue within the church now that may or may not come as a surprise to you Um, Greg as we launch into this um, I don't know if you have percentages that you can throw at us but 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 do we know how much of an issue this is in society but more importantly within the church itself Mm, absolutely Um, uh, this is a sensitive topic but Mm. one that men shy away from unfortunately but it's a topic that men must also admit to having been caught up at some point in their life let me talk about quickly about pornography in the sense that why is it that it is so addictive and so um harmful for your information pornography is one of the most searched items on the internet today Here are some figures for you that you might be impressed with in terms of, wow. And this is for the US, and I'll give you some Australian ones in a minute. Nearly 40 million people visit porn sites. The average visit lasts for about five minutes and 29 seconds, with 55% of married men and 25% of married women admitting to watching porn at least once a month. Around about 3% of families have reported pornography in their home. And this one, pornography increases the infidelity rate by 300%. In other words, 55% of divorces involve one party having an obsession with porn. And if you like, 4.11 is the average age a child is first exposed to porn and 94 percent of children will see it by the age of 14. i am absolutely staggered by that and you tell me it's not a problem it really is and as you said greg it's not only a a secular problem if we could use that word it is very Mm. much um uh in the in the church and and some of the statistics around pornography in the church is horrific. And let's be honest, you know they they've had you know conferences of pastors in, mm. in both Australia and the US, and the use of the in hotel pornography sites mm. increases mm. exponentially when that pastor's conference is on. So, 
Man, it's it's endemic. It's awful. Yeah. So, Greg, why why do you think then that this is such an issue? Let let's just stick with men. I mean, the the fact that you've you know mentioned kids being exposed at such a young age, and that I mean that's horrific. Uh, and you know, we're all from a different generation where we didn't have that problem to mm. some degree. Uh, obviously, you can access it everywhere now, and that's a different issue. But let's stick with the men and, and Christian men, particularly right now. Why do you think then that this is such an issue? even for Christian men? It is an issue for Christian men, and and in saying that, unfortunately, it is something that a lot of men, particularly Christian men, find it difficult to admit, talk about, or indeed even share uh, with close friends or colleagues uh, because it, it is one issue among many that really puts a light on who you are as a man. And I think the issue is that if you go and put in the word porn into a search engine or on your phone, the first thing that will come up is a thing called Pornhub. You get free porn videos and sex movies. That's how easy it is for men to be dragged into this very, very dangerous world of pornography. And we need to talk about it, both in terms of sermons, men's groups, Bible study groups, because what's happening is pornography will ruin you, Hmm. family, and send the wrong signal to your children. Yeah. Uh, Greg, most men get stimulated by, let's be honest, Visually. Visually, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> what is it that drives men to seek out pornography? Is it to do with their home life? Is it is because they don't know their identity? Is it because they want some quick release? Is it, you know, what is it? Is it just the fact that it's in your face all the time? What is it that drives men to actually make the decision, I'm going to look at pornography? A good question, that's because... Uh, about two weeks ago, I hosted a, a webinar on, and I had two Christian uh, keynote speakers, and we were talk about we were talking about pornography and how it impacts the family, uh, the individual. And one of the things that came out was that men tend to feel that they've lacked something either in their marriage or individually. I mean, we're not all good looking like. Brad Pitt, I know I am, but I don't know about you guys. (laughs) We're not all the typical, you know, handsome Hollywood star. And I think what people try to do is they try and find uh, excitement, relief in another form, in this case, pornography, because they feel that they can't live up to the expectations of what it means to be a man or a person uh, in, in, in the household. And there's really... The, the real issue is that men are looking for something else. So that's just something about themselves as an individual and their married life. So we need to explore that down the track as a mm. church, as friends, as colleagues, and, and as good mates. Yeah, and one of the keys to that, of course, Greg, is that you know once you start to go down that path of watching pornography, it sets all sorts of expectations you know, for your personal life that will never be satisfied. And... And so, you know, it's, it's like a train track and you're, going, you're off the rails and going in a different direction. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Just because I know having spoken to men, a lot of them will end up leading a double life. 
there will be their pornography life and it will be their family life. And that is sad. I remember now, just very quickly, my first trip to New York many years ago, and I never knew it. I went to the hotel, I turned on the TV, and I thought, I've got to watch the news, you know. Well, lo and behold, the first thing that came up was all these free pornography channels. And I said to myself, oh, my hat, what am I going to do here? Now, I've got to tell you, you know, I've got to tell you, and I'm happy to admit it. For about 30 seconds, I said, oh, no, I can't watch anymore. Hmm. That's what they're doing. Men can easily be caught up. And I literally had to turn the TV off. But, yes, I did see some of it. I said, this, is a, this, is a, this cannot be happening for somebody to be coming from other part of the world, going into a hotel and being exposed to this sort of thing. So hmm. we need to put up our shield hmm. and make sure that we defend ourselves. You know. For a lot of men, the, the beginnings, the openings, as Dad said, it, it, it's, sometimes it's you're young, you stumble across it, you get shown it by a friend. Um, you know, it, it might be that you're a little later in life and, and some of it's, uh, you know, it's boredom, it's escapism, it's fantasy, it's it's all of the above. But tell us then, and, and Des alluded to that, but tell us a bit more in depth, Greg, what does, what does watching pornography actually do to our brains? And, and then how does it shift our wiring so that, you know, we look at women and the act of sex differently from what it was meant to be? Well, interesting question because the, the two fellows I had on our webinar actually addressed that issue. What happens to men is that their actual sex performance within the bedroom will decline. It will actually decline from a, from a neurological point of view. If you engage in pornography and the activities associated with it, your performance in the bedroom will decline. And that sends a signal straight away to your loving partner, your wife, to say, hey, something's wrong. And mm. that is a fact. So really, you know, lust is biblically defined as adultery. We know that. You only have to look at Matthew 5, 28. And what that says is, and we've all done it, you know, and I'm first one to put my hand up. We've all looked at women in lust. It's wrong. But biblically, lust is the same as adultery. Now, the, the issue I have here is that sometimes we can't avoid it. That's fine, but it's when you go looking for it mm -hmm. that it becomes a real issue. Hmm. I remember sort of when I first came to Australia, um, and not this didn't happen in Ireland, but uh, you know, it, in Australia, you know, the pubs had strippers and yep. you know, and it's Friday night strippers and all that sort of stuff, right? And and that was the entry level for pornography because you had that lusting for the the yeah. girls who were topless or whatever it was, yeah. and so you know, it was it was really simple and naive to get engaged into that. Mm. And many, many men, you know, fail into that trap. And, um, and and maybe that set a platform for future life. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality is, and we've talked about this, that, that men are visually stimulated, yeah. right? I mean, we're wired that way. We are DNA hardwired that yeah. way for a reason. The challenge is for most men is that we're not taught boundaries. Yes. You just go walk down the street these days or you go to the gym or wherever. I mean, it's there's so many opportunities for it to go, oh, hold on a second. Um, so, I mean, I think the key is, Greg, and, and maybe you can speak into this space, then how do we as men 
start regaining our innocence around what we're looking at, what we're seeing, um, you know, and just doing life and, and trying to guard the purity that comes in through our eyes. Because the reality is everywhere we look, there's opportunity for us to be stimulated visually. Mm. Uh, what a great question. I think one of the things that I found in talking to men and in having studied the issue of pornography is we as men need to do three things. One is, first of all, we need to confess that we have an issue. Secondly, we need to talk to somebody that can hold us accountable. And I'm not necessarily saying your wife, but it could be a mate, work colleague or whatever. It, it probably better you know, not being your wife initially. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And the third thing we need to do is make a real effort to reduce your exposure to graphic images. Because you see, one of the things that comes to mind is, and I and I struggle with this because, as I said, it's when you go looking for it that it becomes adultery. It, as an accident or whatever, as you said, Tim, the gym or whatever, fine, because these things are part of life. But if you look at, remember David in the Old Testament? Mm. He struggled with what he did. And he said, I will confess my transgression." In other words, he felt so ashamed of himself of what he did. Having an affair, let's, let's you know, put it into modern terms, he could not live with himself. Now, I don't know how any man can be watching pornography and then go and have dinner with his wife and, and say things are normal. Mm. It is not the way that the Bible teaches us to be as men. The Bible also talks about a severing of the conscience. And so perhaps let's come back and talk about that in the second part of the show, because the reality is that when we lead a double life and we continue to engage in this particular you know, activity, let's let's be honest with that, the reality is that we've probably severed our conscience, that we don't feel the prick of the conscience anymore, and so that we can separate the two lives. So let's take a short break and come back and talk about how do we regain that? How do we start regaining our lives? How do we get rid of this uh, addiction or this use of pornography in our lives as men and particularly as Christian men? All around Australia, this is Momentum. MomentumAustralia.org is our website and our special guest is Greg Bond. I will come back and finish this conversation around pornography in just a moment. Stay tuned. You are listening to Momentum all around Australia. It is uh, Tim and Des with you. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. Love you to check that out after the show. But uh, we are in the middle of a very meaty conversation with uh, Greg Bondar. Greg is the State Director for New South Wales and the ACT for Family Voice Australia. Greg, it is wonderful to have you with us. And we are talking about this huge issue of pornography. Now, this is huge, not just in society, but sadly in the church as well. And we kind of set up the first part of the show talking about the fact that, uh, you know, th th this is an issue, why it's an issue. We looked at some of that. So this part of the show, let's look at some of the solutions that we can offer men. If they're finding that they're struggling with pornography, whether it's casual usage or they're completely full-on addicted, um, let let's look at some of the ways that men can start unraveling some of the snares and the getting out of the trenches of this, this hold that it's got on their life. Um, one of the things that you talked about... Um, and we kind of glossed over it, and it was about confessing to another man and opening it. And let's be honest, right? I mean, it's easy to say that. It's so easy to say, oh, just go and talk to a mate about it. And the reality is that most of us would find that incredibly uncomfortable. 
for us to go to another guy and say, hey, this is what I do in my private life. This is what I do when nobody's looking. So how do we even start to have the courage to start the confession part of this? Yeah. That is a great question, Tim, because you're, you're quite right. This is not something you go up to your mate and say, listen, mate, I've, I'm watching pornography. I'm having problems. Yeah, it's not the way you approach it, you know. Um, let me tell you a very interesting event. Now, and I believe God does works in mysterious ways sometimes, you know. I had a mate call me about a month ago. In actual fact, they had two of them ring me. And they said, Greg, I wonder if you could help me. And I said, oh, what's wrong? He said, I've just got an email that said that they have accessed, this particular person has accessed my hard drive. And they've now identified all the pornography I've been looking at and that they're going to release it on social media unless they paid $500 bitcoins. Wow. I said, wow. wow. Now, it's a scam. But the point is, I said, mate, it's a scam, but you rang me. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk because if he's worried about it being made public, yeah. then we have a problem and we yes. are now having coffee. So the issue here is that people will admit it, but we don't want them to admit it under duress. The issue I need to tell you very quickly is why do you need to address it? Let me tell you the impact pornography has on you. It's addictive. It will decrease the enjoyment of everyday life. It will cause depression, anxiety. In some cases, there is evidence that it will uh, also um, uh, trigger off ADHD symptoms. It will actually reduce your IQ. And there is a tendency for pornography to lead to aggressive or violent behaviour towards your wife or even other females. You will have relationship problems. And finally, there is evidence to this. It will cause erectile dysfunction, as I mentioned before. Pornography will reduce your performance in the bedroom. So Hmm. what do we do about it? Exactly. Let's start with the confession piece. And I want to go to um, a scripture in James, which I I have been challenged with myself uh, around every area of my life. And it's um, James 5, and it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Right? Now, the reality is that many men, we're okay with praying for one another, Right, because we can hide behind praying. No, when I, you understand what I mean by that, we can go. Oh well, Des and Greg, I just need you to pray. I've got you know um, a health issue, or I, my work is you know whatever or what. But the confession is the first part of that scripture. Therefore, confess your sins and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So we've talked before, and we will continue to talk about on momentum this this idea of having a trusted friend, a trusted space for men to confess. Yeah. And so I suppose it's for men to go, do I have somebody in my life right now that I can confess this to? And if I don't, do I need to go and see a professional like a counselor or someone that I can trust is going to hold this stuff confidential? But to to have the confession piece, Greg, do you think that that is the first step in men getting free? Absolutely. And in confession, I mean, the confession is to yourself first. You Mm -hmm. have to admit that I have a problem. You know, that I do have a problem. And how do you know have a problem? 
Well, I've read out some of the things. Reduced IQ, aggressive behaviour, relationship problems, addictive, decreased enjoyment in life, anxiety. You have a problem. So confess it to yourself. Secondly, have a coffee with a mate and say, look, I want to talk to you about a health issue. But more importantly, I think, more importantly, Tim, I think you've got to realise that it is addictive. Now, you try and I, I was a smoker when I was a young kid because I thought it was cool. That's what everybody else did. And, and it took me so many years to give it up when I was about, about 20 because it's addictive. And mm. pornography is one of the most addictive drugs known to man. And there are biblical verses, as you mentioned, there's 1 Corinthians, 2 Peter, Proverbs, Ezekiel, Ephesians, Matthew that will help you. But the fact is, you need to admit it to yourself first, and then eventually, I think you need to have a chat to your partner, your wife. She's, she's the one that is your soulmate, that is your biblical partner, and you need to confess it because if you don't, if you don't, it'll be hidden under the bed and your shield, you know, won't protect you against uh, your accountability to God when the time comes. Can I can I clarify that, Greg? Because a lot a lot of men just listening right now, their jaw just dropped the dropped to the floor, and they went, "What? Hold on! You want me to tell my wife about this? Um, is there a time that men should try and do the recovery journey and the healing journey without telling their wife, or should she perhaps be at the forefront that wants the confessions be made to another blog? And go, I've got this problem now. I need to go and talk to my wife, and we're going to journey through this together." Or is it a case-by-case basis? What are your thoughts? I think conscience is a big role here. Look, when I was working in Parliament House, and you've all heard the sexual affairs that occur in Parliament House, we've seen it with a number of rape instances and what have you. Well, I have to tell you, when I was working there in the first term of the uh, John Howard government, I had met a lot of women that could have easily, easily make me end up in an affair. Mm. Mm. Now, that's a real challenge because they were dressed very, very provocatively. Mm. I had to go home and it took me weeks and weeks to tell my wife. I said, look, I, I, I have a problem. These women keep coming into the office and talking and and trying to enticed me to maybe have coffee, dinner, whatever with them. And I said, I should have admitted that ages ago, but the real issue was I didn't ask them to leave Mm. because I wanted to enjoy that. And Mm. that was a real issue for me as a Christian. And I admitted it to my wife and she's a wonderful person. She's absolutely wonderful. She understood, but she said, Tell them to go next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's a great response. Yeah, and uh, there you go. But it's, it's, it, there is a time that you'll find it that's appropriate, and I wouldn't do it straight away. I'd, mm. I'd have a talk to some people, your minister at church, your men's group leader, say, look, can I have a cup of coffee? Can we talk about this? Because if you hide it, you'll keep engaging in it. Mm. Mm. That's right. Because mm. you're not being held accountable. Correct. Correct, yes, correct. So we also talked about in the first part of the show, Greg, and let, let's delve into this right now, th- this idea of our conscience being seared, and the Bible talks about that. You know, when we continue 
to do a sin. Like initially, when we do something wrong, we, we feel that prick of the Holy Spirit or we feel the conscience, oh, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. We feel that. But over a period of time, if we continue to do it, the conscience gets numbed. And that's what the Bible talks about, the conscience being seared so that we can actually continue to sin and not feel that conscience, that, that prick of yeah. I'm doing the wrong thing. So for guys who have reached that point, in, particularly, obviously, we're talking about pornography, but in their pornography use, you know, um, how do they start coming back to that place where they, they can feel that it, it's actually wrong? I'm doing the wrong thing here. I need to start restoring my conscience with the Lord and, and how I honor my body. Yeah, very good question, Tim. Let me give you some responses that men have given me mm-hmm. as to why they've continued in pornography very quickly. In recent months or years, I seem to find less enjoyment in life. Another comment, my significant other tells me that I don't connect with her like I used to. Hmm. Another comment, no one understands me. (laughs) Another comment, when I'm not looking at porn, I feel anxious, almost as if I need a drug fix. And another comment, I seem to feel angrier lately without any explanation. And finally, I occasionally experience some sexual dysfunction like impotence, but I'm too young. Mm. When you start asking those sort of questions, you need to look at your conscience and say, hang on, something is wrong. And that's when I think it kicks in, Tim, your conscience kicks in. When you've got questions like that, you're asking yourself. So practically, Greg, you know, you're you're, you know, maybe you got a wife and a couple of kids, or maybe you're on your own, whatever it happens to be. What, what practically can I do as a man to limit my exposure, to limit the amount of time I do that? And because it's all about learned behavior, right? Mm. We have mm. learned to watch pornography, right? So, how can we, what can we do practically that will reverse that? So, you know, we will have learned behaviors about doing things differently. What, is your, what sort of things do you suggest? Yeah, there's that, that is a hard question. I wish, I wish I had a silver bullet, as I say. But what I can say is you have to make a conscious decision. to One, eliminate temptation. Now, that's a biblical term. You need to, how do you do that? As, as Tim said earlier, don't look at your phone. Don't take it to bed. Don't do other things that may encourage you to engage in such an activity. Now, look, as men, come on, let's face it. We are the masters of our own destiny. If we don't make a concerted effort to say enough is enough, get away from looking at porn on on TV or on your telephone or on your laptop or whatever it might be, then it's not going to end. But we need to make an effort. As we said earlier, confess it to yourself. And I'm telling you now, your life will change once you get off this very, very addictive, life-threatening behavior. Greg, can I just ask for, I want to speak into the young men listening right now, right? Because we've been speaking primarily to, I suppose, the marrieds, the Christian marrieds right now. I mean, even though we're talking generically, there's been a a sense of, hey, you're probably in a relationship. But let's talk to the young Christian single men right now who would look at this and go, well, you know, it's for my own gratification. It's better that I look at pornography rather than go sleeping around with other women. You know, I'm not in a relationship. I'm not hurting anybody. Um, it's okay for me to do this because it's a way that I'm, you know, uh, allowing myself a sense of re- release 
uh, and relief, but I'm not engaging in fornication because I'm not with a female. And I know that some men, young men think like this. So speak into that space and tell me then to speak to those guys and go, no, 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 this is not a good path that you're on right now. And, and this is not something you should be engaging in. Yeah, very good point. Well, let me tell you some research that Telstra did back in 2015, and that has changed somewhat. But the research indicated that more than 70% of children aged 3 to 17 own a smartphone and an average of 21 hours and 48 minutes per week is spent on pornography. Wow. Wow. That's research. Wow. So if you as a young man want to take action, then change your behaviour. Change your behaviour on how you engage with social media, with the phone, with the laptop. Because, you see, young men feel that they're more masculine if they can go to their mates and say, hey, I saw this great porno movie. And that's unfortunately the wrong message that's being sent. I know some great men that have probably never looked at pornography and they, to me, are an ideal role model. What kind of a role model would you be if your child knows you watch pornography and, more importantly, it affects your family and your wife? Hmm. I think also, as well, a lot of men are carrying shame around this, and that does affect your identity. It affects how you show up in life when you know that you're leading a double life. And, you know, we know also that when you you get to a place where you've had some degree of mastery over this as you age, uh, you know, you put things in place that you definitely feel better about yourself. There's a definite sense of, you know, I'm stronger. I've got a greater sense of identity in who I am. And the reality is that if young men do this at a young age, they're setting themselves up for failure when they do get married and they, they get into a relationship. So, Greg, we're, we're almost out of time, but just quickly, we, we've talked about confession being the, the first step. Uh, a couple of other ways that men who are struggling with pornography right now listening, um, after the confession, what are some practical steps to take aside from, you know, turning the phone off at night and whatever? Is it doing a, a, a you know, a, a course around this? Is it a freedom course? Is it getting some counselling? What are some practical steps that men can do right now to start unentrenching themselves from pornography? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And very quickly, confession is important. But then, as I mentioned earlier, and this is so critical, you need to be accountable. Now, who you choose to be accountable to, apart from God, which you will have to do one day, you need to be accountable because that way, you're going to have to give a weekly or a daily, whatever it may be, accountability to your mate, to your to your work, whatever, whoever you choose. Because if you're not accountable, then say, oh, well, no one's asking me, you know, what's wrong? So I'll just continue doing it. Hmm. You will find if you're accountable, you will stop that behaviour because you're going to feel shame, as you mentioned, Tim. You're going to you're going to be feel guilty, and not only that you will start to feel a burden from your shoulders being lifted because you know you are no longer, okay, the prisoner of porn. And I think that's the way. So confession, accountability, and then please pray. Yeah, awesome. It's great, great, great advice. You know, it's, it's such a tough subject. 
and one that we uh, we know that so many countless men deal with it every single day and don't know how to break free from it. And so you know, the simple advice of, you know, don't take your iPad to bed, don't take your iPhone to bed, um, I'd leave them outside in the lounge room. And as you said, be accountable and, and confess and, and find the right path. Mm, it's great. Some real practical tips in this week's show. We've been talking about pornography and Greg Bondar from Family Voice Australia has been our special guest the last two weeks. Greg, there's been so much that you've uh, shared with us over the last couple of weeks that men can glean from. And we just want to encourage men to go back to the website, MomentumAustralia.org, and uh, also have a listen to last week's show as well. But Greg, we really appreciate your input over the last couple of weeks into men's lives. And we thank you for being a part of Momentum, mate. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It is Momentum all around Australia. Love you to check out the website again, MomentumAustralia.org. If you have feedback, if you have questions, if you need us to connect you with someone so that you can get some help in this area or another area, by all means, please reach out. Do not do this journey alone. We are here to help you, MomentumAustralia.org. You can check out previous episodes of the show too. And of course, if you feel inclined to financially support us, we are a not-for-profit organization. Your support will keep Momentum all around Australia, helping bring freedom and success into men's lives all around Australia through Momentum. Des, it's been a pleasure, my friend. We'll catch you next week on Momentum. Absolutely, my friend. Look forward to it. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.